0: Welcome to the Startup to Something Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Hey, Matt. Hello, Mark. How's it going? Going real well. How about you? Good. Very good. It's good, good to see you're back in town.
1: Yep. I'm back in, back in Montreal. I got back on Sunday. I uh, really wish I had had a full day at home before we started work, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a long drive. Eh?
1: Yeah. We took the train this time, and it's oh, like okay. the first time ever that the train has been on time in either direction, which is cool. <laughs> but yeah, train travel is so good. Downtown to downtown, just such an amazing experience. It's the way travel should be.
0: And how long is a train ride?
1: Uh, it's about five or four and a half hours.
0: Whoa! Really? Yeah. Four. That is fast. Maybe it's five.
1: We, uh, yeah, it's four and a half. Four and a half. Because you oh. don't have to deal with tra- uh, especially. I mean, the big problem with Toronto is traffic. You don't have to yeah. deal with any of it. You just jump on the train and you get you get to
0: downtown. Oh man, I need to try that next time.
1: Yeah, it's super nice. Um, and then like I don't know if it's. <laughs> It, 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 at home, we we call it like Train Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know why, but if you're traveling like in the next seven days or something, you book on a Tuesday. There's like a dip in the rates, so okay. we round. I think I went round trip for like 160 bucks.
0: Oh yeah, that's, you
1: you can do it cheaper as well. So.
0: That's really not that bad when you consider the cost of fuel these days.
1: Yeah, especially if you're going for any meaningful amount of time you have to rent a car or anything like that so right
0: yeah cool
1: so what's going on with you what's new what's happened
0: well last week was no code conf no code conf also known as webflow conf
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, the branding
0: yeah that's nice they they took over no code Mm -hmm. they reclaimed it yeah it is ours (laughs) We'll be taking that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just gonna take that, and go home. Mm. Yeah, I know there it was there were so many huge announcements that they Webflow made.
1: It was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, it was mind blowing. Every, every everyone in the audience was was blown by the announcements. Mm. Myself included. Like I did not see like I, I knew membership was, was coming. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that was, that wasn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this whole lot, what they call logic. Yeah. And it's basically like you draw these, these flow diagrams like in Webflow. Yeah. And you're able to, to connect all these parts together. Like it's like, it's basically, it's a Zapier, but a lot more, looks a lot more like a flow chart mm-hmm. with, with conditions and you can fork out uh, of the conditions. Yep and yeah it will allow people to to take form submissions and like put them in the right collection and Mm -hmm. and send emails or do so many other things it's going to be super powerful yeah
1: yeah i mean as long as they can deliver on that promise like they're that's a that's a huge step forward in terms of what you can accomplish i mean like yeah, just being able to do simple lifecycle things like send emails, send the right email, like all these things. That's all really useful.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it was it was the missing piece. Like, but but you're right. Like, how long they, they say next year? But I mean, they also said membership was going to come out this quarter. Yeah, and it's still not out. So like, and this this logic part looks huge. Mm. So, I envision it's going to be at least a whole year before it's released.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess one thing that I find interesting there is for membership, what bits of logic are actually required? Like, because I guess I was assuming that membership was using maybe a primordial version of logic under the hood to like make all this happen. Like a version of logic that we don't see or use, but is definitely there. Or maybe they just bespoke build it. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I know. I think it's custom made. Okay. Yeah. Cause it has all it, you know, it has a bunch of screens to like configure everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, like on a page, you could say like which member, which member role has access to that page. So that's all like at the page level. It's, it's not even in the CMS. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of things. Like I don't think you're going to be able to even do with logic. Hmm. I think logic is going to be more about forms and CMS items. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, so so Microconf, you know, it was 2 days. So I didn't get much work done those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody talks to listen to and and there was a a back channel of chat going on between right. between us. Of us webflow devs right so yeah it was it took a big portion of the day
1: yeah i definitely <laughs> um don't feel so confident about webflow hosting anymore <laughs> anymore yeah <laughs> now with with all the announcements from what webflow wants to add i mean i can't I can't rebuild logic myself. I can't like even membership it like I can't rely on member stack or any of those other things because they're not, they don't come straight out and say GDPR compliant, that sort of thing. So as a result, I'm looking at it and like, I think this is kind of dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is dead in the water. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, because it would be, it would be absurd to promise like, oh yeah, you do Webflow compliant GDPR hosting or sorry, GDPR-compliant Webflow hosting um, when y- there's a ton of Webflow that you can't actually use.
0: Right, exactly. You can't use Webflow forms and logic and no. membership.
1: Yeah, it's like you could you- potentially get your own, like I could handle Webflow form, I could do my own version of Webflow forms and ask them to use that, but even that's not a great experience inside of the the um, Webflow designer because of the of how forms work and, and how they look and show up in the designer. So it's just like, uh, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> how does that all fit together? <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, certainly seems like that's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I just like at this point, I'm like, okay, well I, I don't see the, I don't see the need to go to bat for this. Like, fuck yeah. it. It's, 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 yeah,
0: I, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. no, It's uh There's too, there's going to be too many moving parts and it's going to be hard to to provide hosting on the side. And I think it's by design. I think this is exactly what they want. Yeah. Like they, you know, like think of, I don't know how many of their customers are exporting the HTML and hosting it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but if, if they are today, I don't think they're even going to want to do it in the future. With logic? It's like why why write all this logic ourselves in the front end in JavaScript when we could just have Webflow do it in the back end with logic?
1: Yeah. No, it's a great point. And like I guess it's possible that there's still room for something like this if if the a number of people that are using Webflow are not using it for stuff like logic. Like if they're just like I just want to do my design and I want to deliver my designs and that sort of thing, then like maybe there's still room. But at this point, like I'm not even interested in, I'm not even interested in going further with it because it just further like drives a wedge between what the different things you can do with Webflow of just like, okay, well you build a Webflow compliant site, but you can't, as soon as you want to use any one thing that isn't just Webflows, (laughs) like anything, fuck CMS, like you name it. It's just like, oh yeah, you can't do it anymore. Like you have to use Webflow proper and you're done. So, fuck it, is what I have to say about that. Fuck it.
0: that's, uh It's. I mean, that's part of the game, right? Yep. You come up with ideas and you start validating them, and this has invalidated that idea.
1: There you go, yeah. Product <laughs> is, risk.
0: Yeah, but which is good, because you didn't write any code yet.
1: Exactly, yeah. I didn't have to, uh, yeah, nothing lost. No tears. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I had an interview with a customer um after No Code Conf to talk about Member Because basically we had talked about Member a little bit before. Right. And we knew we knew No Code Conf was coming and there was going to be announcements. So we said, let's schedule a call after. (laughs) Right. So yeah, so we talked afterwards. Um and yet it's still, you know, like membership is still in private beta. Mm-hmm. and uh, this person was not accepted into the beta so mm. they, they're, they're still open to it like Membro might still be a solution right. for them but I mean I know in the long run like I don't think Webflow is going to be my target audience for Membro okay I mean I, I had a hunch about that at the beginning that is why I spun it instead of just creating something inside Power Importer right I decided to, to spin this as, as its own startup mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's, like it's a Venn diagram. There's not, there is an intersection between it, between Webflow, Airtable, Power Importer users and mm-hmm. Member Row. But I think there's a lot of, there's a whole other market out there for Member Row that people that are not using Webflow. Right. So people who are yeah, using another, website builder and even myself I'm I'm starting to think of ways that I could use row myself when I create a new startup sure there's like know, the authentic- authentication is always a pain in the ass and you always have to yeah. you know re recreate it for each site so it'd be nice if I had a solution that takes care of it um and you know so then I can start using Airtable as my as my single source of truth, which makes it simpler, also for a bunch of other stuff. Like, so yeah, it's like it's still a no-code tool, but I think I might actually use it for my my code.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like authentication is always an issue; you yeah. always have to deal with it. So take it, host it, use it, improve it. Hopefully, other people will find it useful too.
0: Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's what I want. I mean, I I often see it as, as a solution for myself for the the next things that I'll be building. Right. Because it takes care of authentication and it takes care of a lot of the CRUD, like just, you know, creating records and updating records. And right. It takes care of that. So after that, you know, you can you can add your business logic outside of that and.
1: Um. And I guess the cool thing, too, is maybe I'm just more sensitive to it now because I've been spending time in the Webflow space. But there is so many people building Webflow builders or Webflow builders, website builders. There's so many of them.
0: Yeah, there's like a new one every week.
1: Mm -hmm. So it'd be kind of interesting to just be like, oh, yeah, you're going out and you're finding customers like this is how you can do auth with your website. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like almost like a back-end as a service for the authentication portion, at least.
0: Yeah, and there's so many people, even after no-code conf, they're still there. But you know what? I love Airtable. I still want Airtable to be my single source of truth. Totally. It's like I can do so much more in Airtable than I can do in CMS. Mm -hmm. So even those people, they're like, you know, hey. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what Logic does. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Logic will allow us to magically put stuff into Airtable. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because that's really the crux of this is that, like, Airtable is a souped-up tool. It does so much. Webflow is never going to catch up to Airtable. So, like, the need will still, like, there's still tons of need to have things interface because, like, if they're only using Webflow, okay, maybe, but... um, but like, there's so many more no-code tools out there to do all these different things, and Airtable is such a useful linchpin to have between all of them. That like,
0: yeah, I mean, it's a real database. Like yeah. the CMS, the CMS is really lacking in mm-hmm. that area. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to do simple things like calculations, right? <laughs> I want, yeah,
1: yeah. You I need wanna... full JavaScript if you want to do that in Webflow. Yeah, and
0: you got to do it client side. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even today, there's crazy things like displaying a price. You can't even do in Webflow, like you can't even say oh, this. This is this field is a is a price, and I want you to display it with two decimal points and, and a dollar sign in front of it.
1: Oh wow, really? <laughs> uh
0: So, or or display dates, you know, like everyone has to find a way to do it with JavaScript.
1: God damn it! <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I'm just imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining you visiting a site because it's it's that flicker, right? I'm just thinking of like you know, oh, you you come to an English site and then it flicks and it, it turns to French because of the the internationalization, and it's the same thing with all the dates, and all the prices. Like yeah. you join them, you you enter the page, and then it just like flickers and like things look different or space different. It's like oh my yeah, god. stuff moves around. Yeah. Oh my god, that's really funny. <laughs>
0: But otherwise, I, I did get some work done despite all that. I yeah. I've, I've been basically I've been coding and testing the bidirectional reference support. Right. And uh, yeah, surprisingly, I got the code done, mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm basically testing all the my use cases. Okay. And I'm regretting not writing those unit tests. So <laughs> like, damn, this would be a good time to to use those. <laughs>
1: To lean on those unit
0: tests that I had, yeah, yeah. No, never did it. It's too late now. Yolo. Yeah, yolo.
1: (laughs) Just yolo that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I test in prod.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, So, see, I'm testing that. And last week, I was talking about trying to find a way to 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 display this information to the user Mm -hmm. because I know. The next step is to be running continuously, syncing continuously. And yeah. uh, so I, I think I found like, I finally found some, some truths about the information. Like, like now there's a new, a new concept that doesn't exist right now in power importer, but will exist now with this new importer. Mm-hmm. And when it's continuously syncing, it's this notion that something could be partially synced. Okay, because right now in Power Importer, it's like I, I I'm able to create the record and if I don't, if I can't create it because Webflow throws in an error, well, then that item is not synced. okay So like next time I'll try again, but if it was a validation error, like you gotta fix your data because or change the validation rules right. But now, it's possible that something gets created. And then when I try to set the reference fields, like I, I'm unable to set the reference fields. Mm. So, so it was created, but the reference field wasn't set. Okay. Because maybe the record that I'm trying to set as the reference field, it wasn't created because okay. of a validation error.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So. So yeah, so in those cases, you might have records that are in a partially synced state. I see. So now I have I added something to my data model to be able to to display that. So I'm able to tell you, well, this this record was was created, but it failed to update for this reason.
1: Right. Yeah, because that's a transient problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. it. You know, like that example I just mentioned. Yeah. Because the other record could not be created because of a validation error, Yeah, um, I wasn't able to set the reference field. Mm-hmm. So you need to go fix those validation errors. Mm-hmm. And then next time, Power Importer will be able to create it. Mm-hmm. And then it will try again to set those reference fields. And
1: yeah. it will be able to. Or even things that like, yeah, I remember the example from before of like, two fields reference each other. So you create one and then you have to go back and create the other one and then set the two fields. Uh, set that's their it. references. Right. So it could be like there's a that one could be a valid one form of it, I suppose, is a validation error, and then the other form of it is there's a dependency that's just missing, and so this is not fully this this record is not fully synced.
0: Exactly. Mm. That's it. Like it's still alive, but some of the fields are aren't set. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, otherwise, I'm pretty proud of the code. Like it's uh, cool. You know, at first, like this seemed like really daunting, and mm. how the hell am I going to do this? And is there a way to optimize it so that I can limit the amount of webflow updates that are required? Mm-hmm. Because the API is my bottleneck. I can only do sixty requests a minute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, I finally, I found something that works. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was like. It was a miracle. You know, I had a, a, a eureka moment awesome. when I was like, "Oh my god, this works!" If I do it this way, cool. And it's fully backward compatible with the old way. So amazing. If you used to sync the old way and now you set bidirectional references, well, it's just going to switch to the new way, and mm. it'll be seamless. You won't. You, you don't have to start from scratch.
1: Right. That's fantastic. So, yep. when do you think it'll be ready for prime time?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I was hoping to be finished this last week of testing it, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. And I didn't work this weekend. I actually, okay. took the weekend off.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Not working's kind of
1: nice sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so so yeah. I I mean I think I only have like a full day or maybe two two days of testing okay and will you then and then i i test in production
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i was gonna say and then you you start rolling it out i guess because you can do the nice thing is it'll be fairly simple for your current users because you could just i suppose you could run a test for both and then compare the um uh, compare the output or something like that I, i don't know how you would do it but
0: well not really, because I can't do the updates. Like, I can't actually update their CMS if I'm doing a test on the side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I could, like, copy their data over and just do a dry run
1: mm-hmm.
0: and see, see if it did all the tests in the right order. But, uh, no, I mean, I have, I have my own test data sets.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Tested on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and when I'm putting it in production, it's it's not going to be live for everyone. Like no. I have to manually activate it. Okay. So I'll reach out to the people who have been asking for this the longest, mm-hmm. and I'll activate on their account and have them try it. Right. And then yeah, if it if it fucks up, well then I can I can fix their data, mm-hmm. you know, with them and make sure you know debug it and fix it and up, yeah. upload some patches and yeah. But of course, the goal is not not to be buggy. <laughs>
1: yes, of course.
0: It's it's having tested all the scenarios on on the side, and mm-hmm. and then I can activate it for a few people, have them test it, yeah, iron out any bugs if there are any, sure. And then yeah, then I can activate it for everyone. Cool. It'll become the the new default. Right.
1: That's gonna be nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I found I found a way to write it so that it becomes the default algorithm for updating. Okay. So like, everyone will switch to it, even if they don't have bidirectional references. Mm-hmm. The uh, it it will run. It will it will do the exact same amount of updates that it would have done with the previous algorithm. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty sweet.
1: Nice. So yeah, there's not even a, from their perspective. There's not even a performance hit.
0: No, exactly. If they don't add bidirectional references, they won't notice mm-hmm. a difference. It'll they'll sink in the same amount of time you used to nice yeah damn nice engineering work
1: that's great yeah
0: yeah thanks <laughs> i was pretty proud of it mm-hmm. it's the most satisfying thing right when you have this hard problem and you gotta you gotta work it all in your head then on the whiteboard then on paper then okay. then you actually find a solution that works
1: yeah totally oh man that's those, yeah sweet. they're so gratifying
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah that that uh, that was my week and this week i'll uh, yeah hopefully i'll finish testing it and start having users test it mm. uh do I, did i say test no i mean use. have users <laughs> use it yeah use it
1: <laughs> um quick question on that do you have because you've mentioned that a bunch of users in the past have asked for something like this and been like oh but i it's not there i need it for whatever reason do they – have a lot of them churned, and can you email them to say, hey, by the way, this is working now?
0: Yeah. Uh, some of them have churned. Okay. Like, like basically, they never really tried – they they never gave it a try. Like, they yeah. they tried the bidirectional references. They got the error message that says you can't. Yeah. Then they reached out. I explained what's the workaround, and mm-hmm. and then they said, uh, like, I really want the bidirectional. So, okay. those people – shared without ever actually running a sync got it yeah i mean i still have i still have all their emails so i can i can reach out but uh, at first i'm, I'm going to concentrate on
1: oh yeah the people, that,
0: the people that i've stuck around yeah or, yeah. yeah like i have a list I've, I've been keeping a list whenever someone asks for it
1: cool yeah that'll be great and then when you add the bi-directional and they're like yay bi-directional you'd be like would you mind tweeting about this
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I I did add I did add the uh, the the signature in my email okay. to, to ask people for the for a shout out on Twitter or a recommendation. Yeah. So the way I did it is yeah, I put in my signature so when I reply it's right there. Yeah. But most of the time I delete it because it's like sure. ah, it, it doesn't feel like the right moment to ask. Mm-hmm. So I delete it and I But you know, it's easier to leave it there, right so I'm hoping that because it's easier to leave it there, I will leave it there more often mm-hmm. but I think last week I only, I only left it there twice, okay, and uh, nobody nobody tweeted Okay. Or, yeah, so, okay. but the previous week i I had one out of two that tweeted
1: there you go, yeah making them making moves, <laughs> making moves I'm just slowly grinding. Yeah. No, that's great though. Doing a hard thing.
0: Right, exactly. And finding a way to make it a habit. Yes. So yeah, that was that was my week. I I listened to The Art of Product uh, in an episode where we they they were talking about shape up.
1: Yes. Ooh, was that the one with Adam Wathan?
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then I was all inspired. Yes, I need to do this and mm. <laughs> But then when it came down to like, all right, now I'm going to commit what I'm going to do in the next four weeks. Yeah. Or was it three weeks that I calculate? Whatever. Like whatever it is until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I totally, totally avoided it. I was like, I feel so, I feel so committee. Oh, no. I don't like commitment. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. Oh, man yeah or, yeah or even then the, justin jackson posted a great little video on twitter where he showed us his, his google spreadsheet mm-hmm. where he does it also so he had the whole all the cycles like this six week cycle and with a two week cool down right so that comes out to like eight week cycle so there's six of them in a year mm-hmm. uh but then to me, it was like, whoa, that's insane. You're planning ahead 12 months. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be working on in January. Like, for, forget the next 12 months. But I don't know. Do
1: you think it's different because they have employees? Maybe.
0: Yeah. I guess so. It also, cause like this two week cool down seems ridiculous for me. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Two weeks of not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. oh thinking about what to do next
1: yeah no it's funny because like even what you're saying now i feel like that was kind of Derek Reimer's um response as well of just like for him he's like the important thing is that i listen to what my customers are saying today like yes i i have some things i want to do but what my customers are telling me today is the most important thing so like his list of stuff is just like it's a mile long but it doesn't matter because it's just not as important
0: yeah and in Justin Jackson's Defense. He does say on Twitter that this this is not set in stone. Yeah, this is just you, you know you it's instead of just having this backlog, like just you know put the backlog on on this schedule. Yep, yeah. and then then if you have to move stuff around in the next cooldown session, like mm-hmm. yeah, of course, of course you'll do it. So I guess I could do that.
1: Well, I, I guess I like. The thing I keep coming back to, because I, I thought that was an interesting um, episode when they talked about that, because at least for me, I've never been in a position where I've had something that could be long enough to be worth planning like that. Um, because I kind of agree with Derek's take that like, you know, if you're small enough and you're super nimble, like sure, have you want to have dreams and, and goals for the things that you want to do. But, um, you know, because it helps with your vision, your overall vision, but at the same time, like you know, there's some practical stuff that's going to change in the day to day and you need to prioritize it. Um, right. Cause I think there's like, I don't know. I used to get like plan envy of <laughs> like, I wish I had a plan. I wish I had a plan, but like, it's like all, all no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Just like, right. I don't know. I, i i love to have a plan but it's just like i don't know at least in my last year so few things have gone to plan i'm like well fuck it Literally, i have no <laughs> plan at all it's like my plan is i know i need to market so go market or go talk to people i'm like that's
0: it yeah no exactly like i i maybe well no because adam was adam's pretty much by himself right
1: like no he is i think he has six people Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's okay. it's him it's... and Steve, and I think he has two open source developers. Yeah, I think he said something around six.
0: Okay, maybe I'm thinking of someone else that also talked about shape up, but um, yeah, it just uh, like I don't know, I don't know how to schedule it. Like you know, so like right now I'm working on these bidirectional references. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, like. I'm really bad at estimating how long it's going to take me. <laughs> yeah,
1: just like every other developer.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's, but that's part of the shape up mentality anyways is mm. it's fixed time, but like a loose scope, like scope is what you change. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so sure. I could say that this is what I'm going to work on in this next four week block, mm. but what's the next thing? Like the next, I guess the next thing is, is member row, but then. I'm at a phase where I'm still validating the idea. Like mm-hmm. I'm still working on the prototype, the MVP. Like, mm-hmm. So like talking to customers, is that, yeah, that goes on the, the schedule also?
1: Yeah. I would put it on the schedule for sure. Cause it's like, if the goal, so like, you know, whether that fits into one six week cycle or not, or eight week cycle, the goal is still to launch member row and have a hundred dollars MRR or something like that. Um, then, the involvement with that is like finish your MVP, talk with users, do some example onboardings. Like, you know, there's all of the subtasks that go into the into that one thing.
0: Yeah, it just it just there's so many unknowns that are out of my control also. Like mm-hmm. at talking to customers. You know, it has to be done in their schedule. Like yeah, with Power Importer, like my first beta testers, you know, I was I was at their mercy. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I added i did that new feature do you want to test it Hmm. then maybe it'd be four days before they test it right right? so like how do you schedule
1: that this is this is the part that i find so hard of being solo (laughs) because the problem is you're like there's this key ingredient that is the users that i need to i need them to work with me and try these things etc and then it's like okay well right now they might be the most important thing and i've gone out and i've gotten a bunch of them but i'm still at their their mercy of when i can meet with them so then it's like because if you if if there was a co-founder involved then they could be like all right you we could say like all right your job as the co-founder is to go out and do this one thing get as many people as you can on this beta list and we got to get them in but it's like for you because you're solo like there's this huge opportunity cost of like well, I want to put it on the calendar, but I don't want it to take all my time from sitting there twiddling my thumbs like that's no good,
0: yeah, but even then, right, like while they while the beta testers are testing it and they're finding bugs and they're they're getting stuck, like the developers' priorities have to change also like yeah right like if there's this bug that's blocking the beta testers, well, I don't care that you shaped up this new feature yeah. like. <laughs> it has to take the back burner. You need to fix this bug now so that the better testers can, can, you know, reach success. Yeah. Like they can, they can move, fully test the the product. And
1: yeah. Cause my, like my experience with planning has always been like, you know, I've never done shape up. I've just kind of done regular, regular, like I'll call it like, um, like a crappy version of agile where we follow none of the (laughs) agile practices, but it's really just like, do we have a plan for the next two weeks? Like, so like my role is like the project manager would be like, all right, do we do we have a plan for what the next quarter looks like? Or do we have enough plan? Do, do we have enough work for the rest of the quarter? Uh, and then making sure that like, all right, well when we launch this thing, we know there's going to be a bunch of high priority stuff that comes in because users are going to break it. Like, make sure that you don't schedule anything critical, or the most critical thing that you schedule is addressing those bugs. Give them some busy – not busy work, but like, you know, give them stuff that's not super priority so that they can feel free to jump on the critical stuff. Because, I mean, that seems like a totally reasonable thing to be like, all right, if the end of the six-week cycle is that the thing is done, and then the first day of the next cycle is we put it into production and we babysit it and watch it. I mean, that seems reasonable. Because, like, otherwise, you're not accounting for time that's extremely critical.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess I could just budget all that time. Mm-hmm. Like, budget that, you know, I'm going to have – I have an hour of customer support to do every day mm-hmm. and then budget that when I when you launch this there's going to you know you're going to have to dedicate maybe 30% of your day to fixing bugs. Yeah. But then the other 70% will be on working on the next things that you scoped. Yeah. and shape up to for the next cycle. Mhm. Yeah,
1: yeah totally. I guess
0: I guess that's, that's how I should do it.
1: Cuz like I but, the, I think the thing that I see now is you have a very good north star of what's important. Um, and whether it fits into a six-week block or not kind of doesn't seem like it matters. I mean, sure, you want to create deadlines for yourself so that you're not like just working forever and not launching right. because you're afraid. But like, you know how to write software and you know what it's like <laughs> when software goes to production. So it's like trusting your gut to make sure that you have the time required. And is that's clearly the most important. So
0: Yeah, I should explore this further. I, I like the idea. It just when it was time to actually put stuff on a spreadsheet, it seemed <laughs> it seemed like a fantasy. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna get this stuff done mm. in those cycles. Yeah, and and like and like they said, like if you do it that way, it's it's only six cycles per year. That's not a lot.
1: That, that I think was the biggest takeaway for me. That when you yeah, start talking about it, it's like, oh, you only get six bullets.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there could be m- multiple things in each cycle. Sure. Right. Like, of course, I have to put my marketing in there also. So, yeah. So, okay. In this cycle, I'm going to write three blog posts and, uh, implement these two features.
1: Yep. And, and being okay with that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where my time went.
0: <laughs> exactly. But that's still just only six cycles. Yeah. Yep. yep i need to seriously consider outsourcing
1: well that's one of the things that i was thinking as well like it gives you a fresh perspective on time yeah it's like our time is really valuable and it's like well where am i best spent on where am i where where should i spend my time so it is best spent and for maximum return And like what can i outsource And what can I turn into a process so that I can easily outsource it? Like, oh my God, this is, yeah.
0: How about you? How was your week?
1: (sighs) Uh, My week was good. (laughs) So um, I had booked off Thursday to be like, all right, well, I'm going to work on on the Webflow hosting stuff. And then no code conf happened. And I was like, well... Uh, that is dead, and I don't really. And it's uh, like it, it died in a way where I was like, okay, well, is there hope? Like, should I consider doing this? Like before, it was just like Webflow forms was going to be the problem, but you know, I could work that out. And now it's like, yeah, fuck this. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to resurrect this thing. It's uh, dead before it got started. So on Thursday, I took some time and started to brainstorm a little bit more about like what do I want to do next, or where do I want to look next. I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm just not full of ideas right now, Um, but I listened to, well, so first of all, I got hit up by a friend of mine who is starting a company um, in the NFT space. And he was like, Hey, I know you do freelancing work. Would you like to work with me? So I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. So, uh, so we'll start with him in December Um, and that'll be really interesting. I can talk more about the project once it's launched, hopefully, but we'll, I'll stay quiet until then, but uh, it's in the crypto space, which I'm getting more and more familiar with. Um, I'm interested in crypto in general. Like I come from a finance background. I know a little bit about just like, I I have a general curiosity about money and finance and all these different things. So getting a little more involved in crypto sounds like a lot of fun. Like now I'm getting into the NFT portion, which is cool, but I'd like to get in more with uh, just understanding more about DeFi. Uh, even going down to some of the brass tacks of, like, what really is a wallet? Like, I think I have an idea, but, like, just understanding it a little more academically. And just writing down what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to be precious about how good of a writer I am or whatever. Just, like, you know, just kind of writing for the sake of writing. Of, I'm learning about this thing. I think that could be really fun. Um, People talk, like, I hear people talk about things like, um, the two people that you want to hear from... On any given topic are the experts, the people who like started the technology or know it extremely well, or the people who are just learning. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe people would be interested in reading about reading Matt learns crypto or (laughs) or something along that line. I would be. So yeah, so I'm going to throw myself into crypto and just kind of keep my eyes open for for interesting projects and more opportunities.
0: Um, So how many hours a week is this contract? 20. Okay. So
1: um, my current contract is kind of coming to a close. So um, there'll be some like custodial work, um, some basic, you know, just maintenance, that kind of thing. And I'm sure there will be like small requests here and there. But um, I haven't overloaded myself with um, – it's not like I'm freelance. I'm not freelancing 40 hours a week. Maybe I'll freelance okay. 25. Um, So I still have time to work on whatever I find interesting, that kind of
0: thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no – yeah, crypto, I find super interesting. Like, without sharing details of the project, like, what does it entail? Like, are you going to learn how to write smart contracts or?
1: Um, part that'll be part of it. Yeah. Um okay. So, like, I guess I could probably say it's uh, the goal is around um, like have you seen the NFT games? Like Zed right. is a horse racing one. Um, there's a, there's an, another guy I follow. Um Elison is doing Crypto Raiders, I think it's called. So it's a, okay. it's in like the NFT game space. So okay. um, there's a lot of like there's simulations, there's all sorts of interesting parts. So basically, I'll do whatever he wants me to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean the the project is very interesting. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to. To, to get to work with my friend because it's been I've known him for like a decade, so okay. it'd be fun to actually get a chance to work with him, and uh, as well anybody else who's who's involved with the project because like if you're into I mean, if you're joining this project, you must be at least somewhat into crypto,
0: right? I I suspect your Twitter profile's photo is going to change soon,
1: Matt <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I need to put my. ENS name in there but yeah so that'll be interesting at the very least i I, i'm i guess one of the things that i find really interesting about the space is i don't know how it right now it feels like when you build something in crypto you build it for other crypto enthusiasts which is probably fine i don't know what the consumer like how are consumers using crypto right now i'm not really sure it feels like the most consumer use is like the um, I don't know if Twitter launched it yet. I know they announced like the hexagonal um, profile photos. Like, if you have an, if you want to link an NFT to your Twitter profile, um, it's in a hexagonal, your profile picture is hexagonal to be like, oh, this is a verified NFT. Okay. Um, so, like, I think that's the most like consumer approach I've seen outside of like buying Bitcoin on Robinhood or whatever. No, uh,
0: I would say the most consumer one would be people sending bitcoins to their families like overseas mm. or you know like or people that come that work in the states and then send money back to their right. home country in, in South America
1: yeah yeah that's a good point
0: and instead of paying all those wire transfer fees
1: yeah yeah that's a, those are big businesses man like the western unions and all those big banks in the states that are like they're only meant, or they they're like they basically try to solicit customers just to like nail them on fees to send uh, money back.
0: Yeah, no it's ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, you have whole countries that have declared bitcoin a legal tender, so yeah. So now it's super easy to send money back home. Yeah. And they can use those bitcoins to pay their mortgage or sure. Cuz it's legal tender.
1: Legal tender.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that is the most consumer example I can think of. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. It's, like it's, it's like, I don't care how it works. Mm. <laughs> I can send money to my family with very few, very little fees.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at that point, I wonder if, the crypto is even trans if it even is like uh if it's transparent to you it's like okay you just ach money from your bank account to, to my bank account and then i transact it in crypto to some wallet somewhere right. or even it it like moves to one wallet and then it just moves out of that wallet to another bank account and as long as that country knows how to be able to say okay this wallet is fine then then they allow the transfer or whatever yeah yeah, it's very interesting. This stuff is so fucking interesting. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to just like kind of doing some research. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Because right now I like, I'm just, uh, I'm on the, the, the fringe. I follow enough people who are enthusiasts that I'm like, if I see another CryptoPunk, I'm going to puke. <laughs> another <laughs> bored ape or whatever.
0: <laughs> Did you see that NFT Bay? website no no
1: <laughs> nft bay
0: it's like the pirate bay oh
1: this,
0: this person claims that they took all the images from all these nft projects and put it all in a torrent oh my and you, so you can download them all for free like good <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's, it's 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 apparently it's just a it's an art project it's not actually true
1: okay Oh wow, that's funny.
0: (laughs) Like some people actually tried to download the torrent, and turns out like most of it is just zeros. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because
1: like I I mean that's that's the problem with NFTs right now for me. Like the non-productive ones don't make a ton of sense to me yet. Like, but I mean, well, sorry, it's not that they don't make sense because they do. It's a flex. I own this ape. Other people think this ape is valuable. I own it, so I get respect. I, I understand that. Right. Um, I wouldn't buy one, but I also don't <laughs> drive a Maserati and I wear H and M, not <laughs> Gucci. Right.
0: Um,
1: but like the productive stuff is really interesting. So, and hopefully this uh, this new NFT game is also interesting to other people because it's interesting. To me. Yeah. So yeah, for this week. Um, so yeah, so last week was. <laughs> thinking about what I want to get into. I'm going to be working with uh, my friend on his crypto project, so that'll be fun anyway. And then uh, this week is finishing up the work I have for my freelancing contract right now, and working on um, reading about crypto and writing down what I learn.
0: Oh yeah, so like, when, when's the first blog post gonna gonna ship?
1: Thursday is my day off where i've learned about this stuff so that'll be my uh that'll be my my hopefully uh, yeah i mean it would be i think it would be foolish to like spend a day reading about something and not just like immediately just type something out and just put publish it like right i'm not a i'm not a professional author my work's not going to be amazing but it doesn't matter that's not the point point is we're like
0: just just getting the habit of writing yeah writing what you're learning
1: yeah and that's enough so yeah, that's really for me. That's it's not a super exciting week, but um, well, no, you know what? That's not true. I think right now I have a. I'm in a green field. I need to find what my next thing is going to be, or what my next project or interest is going to be. And at least right now it's crypto. So hopefully I'll have some interesting stuff to share on the podcast next week about what I've learned.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a great new opportunity. Like, mm. right. The best way to find ideas is to to be in a space and encounter problems. And so, yeah, if you can do that in the crypto land and right now it's, it's blowing up. Like.
1: Yeah. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so yeah, that's really it for me this week. I don't have a, don't have much, much else to, to say.
0: Yeah. Same here. Cool. All right.
1: I think I'll take off then. I'll uh, All right. give the podcast an edit and then
0: get back to work awesome cool and i guess uh wish everyone a happy thanksgiving
1: oh yes of course to all our american (laughs) friends who are listening happy thanksgiving
0: yeah don't eat too much
1: yeah enjoy your pumpkin pie (laughs) your stuffing
0: do you like turkey
1: do i like turkey
0: yeah uh yeah i like turkey I do not. <laughs> I I don't understand why. Why can't we find an other animal to eat on Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas? And-
1: <laughs> so man, I've got I've got lots of options for you. Do you like goose? <laughs> Have you ever had goose? Yeah. Thoughts? Go- goose is good. Goose. Duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, duck is amazing.
1: Man, duck is so good. Duck is so good.
0: But like, I also like a leg of lamb
1: oh lamb yeah
0: or mm. yeah like I don't know I'm not a not a not a fan of the big dry bird
1: they're freakishly <laughs> huge like they're so <laughs> big well okay I'll cook you a duck you come on over we'll have some, right. we'll have some duck
0: Let's celebrate Thanksgiving our own way exactly the indie way the indie way <laughs>
1: All right, cool. I'll catch you later. All right. right. Sounds good. See ya. See ya.